Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first 10 minutes of a private conversation between a Tudor personality and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is January 1575 and Queen Elizabeth is on the throne. Margaret is just about to be released from prison for the third time. She gets a visit from her probation officer to check that she's going to stay on the straight and narrow in future. Margaret, take a seat. Thank you. I'm your new probation officer. Oh. For some reason, the other two that were assigned to you previously can't be located. They're in the slammer with me. Oh, I didn't know that. Something about not doing the job they were hired for or something. I must say your latest mugshot doesn't look like you at all. Well, he, he drew me at a bad moment. The scowling is particularly spot on. What do you expect? A huge grin. Okay, it says here that you were imprisoned on the 27th of December, just gone. That's right. So they let you get Christmas out of the way first, then that's nice. I'm definitely getting out then. Oh yes, Elizabeth has decided that it wasn't treason. Oh, excellent. You were just after the money. All I did was arrange a marriage for my son Charles. To Elizabeth Cavendish. So? It's a dynastic marriage that was planned for a year in secret. You should have got permission. We were busy planning the wedding. Regardless, we need to make sure that you don't end up in here again. Do we? Let's face it. This is your third time in prison? I'm getting used to it. It's not so bad. So the whole point of prison is lost somewhat. They call me the old lag. It's odd. Your upbringing doesn't scream criminal to me. What do you mean? Your mother was a queen and your father was an earl. Yes. You're clearly very intelligent and capable. Well, they may have been royalty, but I spent very little time with them. Oh, I see. In fact, when I was younger, I, I grew up in Berwick in the custody of Sir Thomas Strangeways. Well, they don't name prisons after just anyone, you know. Well, perhaps I could have one named after me. Don't bank on it. <sighs> Got any snout? I'm sorry? Snout. Tobacco. No. I didn't know you smoked, Margaret. Well, I don't, but it can buy you stuff in here. Don't suppose you want to buy this? No, thank you. Is that stolen property? Hot? <laughs> no, this isn't hot. I, I just thought I could get some cash for it, that's all. Let's talk through the first time you went to prison. Must we? What was your first time inside for? I was nicked for entering a pre-contract for marriage without royal consent. With who? Thomas Howard. Right, so you've got form then? If you like. Except you were the one getting married. We were in love. 
What happened? Well, we were both busted and thrown in the clink. And how old were you? I was only 20, but it wasn't fair. That's what they all say. King Henry created this new act of attainder. What's that? He made it high treason to arrange the marriage of a youth of royal blood without permission of the crown. What was the punishment? Death. But it wasn't technically a crime when we did it. What did your solicitor say? Oh, my brief was no use at all. Why not? You can't fight the king. Well, there is that. But I wasn't too worried. Why not? My cousin, Catherine Grey, had been imprisoned for the same reason, and she was allowed to see her husband. Ah, yes. That's a good point. She even got pregnant. So, when were you released? When Jane Seymour gave the king a male heir. Why was that? It meant that I was no longer a threat to his throne and was pardoned. So, how long in total? We'd been doing time for over a year by then. But you didn't get to marry Howard? We'd both fallen ill with a fever while inside. I, I got better, but Thomas died. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was devastated, and I moved to Sion Abbey. And did you think at that point, I've learned my lesson, and I won't do that again? I said, as for me, I dare a vow to do it again as I have done. That's a no, which, considering what happens later, isn't a huge surprise. So, you were law-abiding for a while? Well, life was pretty quiet until I married the Earl of Lennox when I was 28. Was it a happy marriage? Yes, mainly because I wore the trousers. And did you have children? Why? Is that important? Because kids often end up following their parents into the prison system. I want to keep an eye out for their names. We had eight children. Six of them died when young. Only two of our sons grew to adulthood. Again, I'm sorry to hear that. But I was told in a prophecy that one of my sons would be king of both England and Scotland. Right! That's a red flag right there. When you say the word prophecy, that can get you into a lot of trouble. I'm Catholic. I wasn't wanted in King Edward's court. What about when Mary came to the throne? Well, when Mary was crowned, I came back to England and she was my friend and also Catholic. You bonded, did you? We both hated Elizabeth the Bastard. <laughs> She is a heretic and not to be trusted. Let me stop you right there. What? You're just about to get out of prison. Slagging off the Queen isn't a good idea at this point. I'm no fool. When Elizabeth became Queen, I legged it to court to make sure we were the first to congratulate her. Did it work? No. Wasn't given a place at court. I was told to go back to Yorkshire. Well, Elizabeth's clearly no fool either. No, she isn't. She put government agents in my household to keep tabs on me. What did she suspect you of? 
She thought I wanted my son Darnley to marry Mary, Queen of Scots. Yeah, that'll do it. Because he did, didn't he? My husband and I were arrested in March 1562. Were you told what you were charged with? We were charged with treason and witchcraft. And were you put in the tower straight away? No, we were put under house arrest. Oh, I have your charge sheet here. There are 15 charges. You don't do things by halves, do you? At the rate you're going, you'll have your own parking space outside the prison. Well, at least I don't grass. I'm no snitch. One, you secretly communicated with the ambassadors of France and Spain during a siege. Eh? Two, you communicated secretly with Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh. Three, you sent letters to Paris and Spain. So far it's all communication, isn't it? Oh, it gets worse. Four, you sent letters to the Scottish lords to see if they were happy with the proposed marriage. Hardly worth commenting on. Five, you sent someone to Mary with a letter from Darnley. Fiddlesticks. Six, you sent someone to speak to Mary face to face and get an answer. Oh yes, it does get worse, doesn't it? Wait for it. Seven, you reminded Mary that you both had claims to the English throne and that they could be united. I mean, that's just true. Eight, you persuaded Mary not to meet Elizabeth. Prove it, copper, I said. Nine, you received communications from Spain about the marriage. Yes, this is all pretty conclusive now. Have you got to the insults yet? Ten, you talked about your claim to the throne and said you were Elizabeth's successor. England could do worse. Eleven, you called the Queen a bastard, whereas Mary was legitimate. I mean, technically, that is true. She is a bastard. Twelve, you let your servants call Dudley a pox-ridden wife murderer and let your fool insult Elizabeth without reproach. Yep. A pox-ridden wife murderer. Why don't you just say what you really think? That is what I really think. Thirteen, you sent messengers to Scotland. Sue me. Fourteen, you concealed secrets. This is getting tiresome. Fifteen, you used Catholic practices, soothsayers and witches and conjured up the mists that hid Mary's ships from Elizabeth. I'm responsible for mist now, apparently. Mist! How did you get out of that lot? I declared I was innocent of all charges. Good old solicitor. I said I had been falsely accused and was held unjustly. Of course you did. I said I wanted to meet my accusers face to face and justify myself to Elizabeth in person. And unbelievably it worked. You were released. Although there was a condition. Oh, yes, the condition. You had to swear a solemn oath that you would never allow your son to marry without the Queen's consent. Can you see where I'm going with this? I know, I know. I ignored the oath. Yes, you did. 
But look, Elizabeth offered Darnley as a possible marriage partner to Mary herself. It wasn't all me. So, obviously, Darnley went up there to meet Mary. Yes, I was placed under house arrest. Why? Because Darnley took the title Earl of Ross without Elizabeth's permission while he was there. Ah! He swore fealty to Mary instead. Takes after you, does he? He refused to come back to England, so then I was thrown in the tower. Wasn't too bad, though, was it? What do you mean? I heard you had a specially decorated and furnished room and had a staff of five servants. Yes, that's true. I mean, that's better than centre parks. Yeah, I'm still a rebel, though. I carved an inscription above the stone fireplace in the chamber. You say carved inscription. I say criminal damage to crown property and unsightly graffiti. But potato, potato. And then they got married. No one seems to have worried about what might happen to me when they did so. Well, probably thought you'd be thrilled. I was thrilled. Also, when I heard I had a grandson, James, but I was still in prison. Of course. Couldn't get visitor rights, couldn't send a card, couldn't even send some baby clothes. I'm sure you would have found a way, knowing you. I was quite worried to hear that Darnley had refused to attend James' christening. Why? Because he doubted the paternity. Said it was her secretary's baby. I mean, that was a worry. Ah. But then I was told Darnley had been murdered. I was devastated. Murdered? Yes. I, I couldn't even attend the funeral because he was already buried when I found out. But I guess his death meant your release. Yes. I was reunited with my husband. Hadn't seen him for three years. How did Elizabeth treat you then? Very kindly, actually. That's unusual, considering the fact that she was highly suspicious of you. She found me somewhere to live. Our home was being renovated. See? She can be nice when it suits her. Although, admittedly, it doesn't happen very often. But she didn't allow my husband to go to Scotland to find Darnley's killers. Are you referring to Mary, Queen of Scots, or did you think someone else was involved? Well, yes. Initially, we thought she was behind it. We, we wanted her to abdicate. What happened? Our 13-month-old grandson was declared king, so we were happy. He's James VI of Scotland now. Congratulations. May even sit on the throne of England someday, fingers crossed, very proud. And yet, Mary, Queen of Scots, is still in captivity. And it's never been proven that she was guilty of anything. I sent her some lace recently, made from my own grey hair. Lovely. I'm sure she really wanted that, instead of a good book or something. Next time, it's Sir Thomas Gresham and the bank manager. Just rob the bank. That's easier. The Lost Text of History podcast is a Synth 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes.
fact check what you've heard on this person, visit our website, rosstakesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Synth79P and use the hashtag Ross Takes of History.